Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, I should be dead and yet I live. Sit back and relax and let's get started. So March 3rd, 1976, my mother, Susanna Nelson Davis, found herself with a day off of work. On her day off of work, she spent time gardening and getting some flowers from a new lot that my parents had bought for a new house they were planning to build for their expanding family. She had gone to the empty lot and spent time uh, digging up wildflowers to garden with and, um, and move to where they were living. My dad had been at work and was off running around going to meetings with different clients. And that evening she went to sleep and she went to sleep. And sometime in the early morning hours, the cat, a Siamese cat named Pasha jumped off of a desk or something and landed on her feet and woke her up. And when she woke up, she said, Oh, I'm go to the bathroom. And as she went to the bathroom, she realized that her water had broken with that. My dad and mom made a 55, what is normally a 55 minute trip into a 30 minute trip between my hometown of Cachata, Louisiana and Shreveport where the hospital was my dad admittedly broke laws, was pulled over during the, during the process, and then somehow convinced the local policeman to give, go from giving them a ticket to giving them an escort to the hospital. They arrived at the hospital, and normally this story would just be that. It would be the race to a hospital, and the cop gives you, a, gives you an escort, and everything works out. The one subtlety of this story is that this was all happening eight and a half weeks before it was planned to happen. You see, this baby that was coming was not supposed to be there. He had two more months plus to continue to incubate and grow and develop all of the faculties that a newborn needs to survive outside of the womb. But that wasn't the case on this day. For whatever reason, on March 4th, this baby decided to arrive. And when he arrived, he arrived not fully developed, specifically his lungs. He had something called Highland Membrane Disease, or now it's what is called Infant Respiratory Distress Syndrome. At the time, this was a well-known thing because one of the Kennedy babies had died of this. Basically, the baby's lungs are not developed enough for it to be able to breathe. And so, immediately, the baby was put into 
the process of uh, NICU. And if you think back, you know, 1976, I mean, it seems like the dark ages in terms of medical technology. The baby was put into an oxygen environment and the parents were told, and when they read about this syndrome, what they were told is it was probably uh, a 90% chance that he wouldn't make it. The doctors said, don't get out the cigars. Don't celebrate yet. The other subtlety of what happens when you put, put children in that oxygen environment back then, and I think they fixed this now, I'm not sure. I haven't even researched it. But the thing that would happen is that that oxygen, if it wasn't exactly right, and if it wasn't adjusted at the most minute detail, the baby would have one of two outcomes, one of three outcomes. One is that they would not make it. Two is that they would end up blind. And three is that they would end up with brain damage from over or under oxygenation during that process. And so for the first three days, my parents had to sit there in that uncertainty. I talked to my dad about this and he said, I asked him what was his mindset? And he said he was in a place where he said it was just rage and anger and just confusion and fear. And a why, why this child? And then what I learned something else that I, I hadn't, I hadn't, I never knew this part of the story is that my mom actually had to leave the hospital. Now our home was about 50 miles away. And so she had to leave. Um, and so there was a period of about three or four days there where she was away from her child who was on the verge of death. I was just thinking about that today. Like how incredibly terrifying and painful that must have been. I mean, imagine it, right? There's no social media. There's no cell phones. There's no nothing. Like you're, you're literally physically 50 miles away from your baby that's in an oxygen tank. My dad came up every day. And then once my mom was in a good place, she started coming up every day. And for those first eight days, everything was in doubt. And then on the eighth day, the doctors told my dad, hey, you can break out the cigars now. Now, this story is one that, you know, you never know what goes on when you're born. You never realize or remember all the chaos or uncertainty or all of that that happens. But in a conversation with my dad yesterday, I got this full story. And so I was just thinking about this today. I mean, today, March 4th, 2020, I turned 44 years old. For, there's, there's no reason that should be the case. There's no reason that I should be alive. There's no reason I should not be blind and brain damaged. And yet, I'm here at 44 years old and my eyesight is, eyesight is still the best in my family. And the best I can tell, my brain is working okay. What a miracle. What my dad said is the thing that he remembers and is able to sit in is that inside of the family, there's always an, a reminder of a miracle. And as I sat with this this morning, 
the thing that came up for me is that I'm a walking expression of God's will be done. And I should never forget that. And then I thought about, you know what? Every person is an example of that. Every single person is a walking, living expression of God's will be done. Because we are all created in his image. And we should never forget that. And if that is true, which it is, that really should govern the way we think about ourselves and each other. Like, <laughs> there's this whole thing that's going around right now, which is um, you, there's one in a trillion chance that you're here, right? If, if all the, you did all the math, there's one in a trillion, billion, trillion that you're here. And I'm not sure how I feel about that because, you know, God doesn't operate on chance. God operates on intention and purpose. And if you're listening to this, I guarantee you, you've been at some point in your life where you're like, why? What am I doing? Why me? I don't know all of the answers for sure. But I know that today I can sit in that place of gratitude of just the fact that I am here, that I can see, that I can talk, that I can listen. And no matter where you're at right now, I'd have you ask the following question. Am I not an expression of God's love? Of God's will? There's only one answer. You absolutely are. You absolutely are. Every person you meet is. And when we think about that, when we frame the world in that, even those people that we might consider as enemies, there's only one place you can go, which is to your heart and in love. So if we think about how this applies inside of the body, <clears throat> you've got to treat your body as a vessel, a vessel that is a gift that can either be in alignment or out of alignment. It's the temple, right? How we leverage our body is, this, is the starting spot, the starting point, physical manifestation of God's will. What about our relationship with our family? Well, our family are the children that I see as I'm here. And because I'm here, those children are here. They are a manifestation of God's will be done. And so I should see nothing but God in them. I should see nothing but God in my wife. What about the business, the marketplace? Like there's people in your company. There's people in your marketplace. There's people in your world that... You love and it's easy, but there's a lot of people maybe that trigger you or frustrate you or perhaps are truly enemies of you. But even your enemies are created in God's image. But most importantly, most importantly, is to remember that you are. And as a result of that, you are worthy. And you are powerful. And it's usually just a matter of permission. Just permission. 
to acknowledge that. And so that's what I, my birthday wish to you would be that, is that you just take a minute, look in the mirror for a second, and regardless of what you see, scars and all, just recognize there is divinity in you. And it, all that takes to access it is just the willingness to ask and look. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with someone you feel like might get value and keep tuning in. I appreciate you. God bless.